All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. March 23rd, the week of UFC 260. Ed Carbajal, as always, here with Matthew Hawkins. This show is brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA.com for your MMA news. Um, So we had a full ESPN roundup last week of uh, UFC fights, and I know there's some bkfc news to talk about pretty pretty busy fight week before we get into ufc 260 matt why don't we uh just kind of catch up where we uh with stuff we didn't get to last week when we had doc lucas on yeah no definitely uh had some action over the weekend um you know you mentioned the ufc we'll jump right to that one since we kind of did talk about uh at least we asked uh doc lucas's opinion on uh the holland brunson fight and uh gotta give him credit where credit is due he pretty much called it um, he thought Brunson was just a more well-rounded fighter and uh, will be able to do basically what he wanted with Holland. And uh, it's really kind of how it turned out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, frustrating fight to watch. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of all the talk. So uh, especially when you're getting your ass kicked. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. But um, and I felt like Holland could have actually won that fight at times uh, if if he kind of maybe, fo- I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to doubt his focus in the fight but no uh, very rarely do we see guys having full-on conversations during bouts and mm-hmm. and, and and it be you know we, we see it with khabib when he's dominating somebody or, or when somebody's in like somebody's guard yeah it's usually the, the guy fight. winning that's that's talking <laughs> yeah 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 usually the guy who's not down four rounds to none isn't yeah. bragging about getting the first takedown of the fight in the fifth round but um interesting i you know uh surprised me a little so, bit but you know i a big win for uh brunson yeah, I mean, I, I know I said when we uh, when we were recording with Doc Lucas, but as I was, I watched some some of uh, old fights of uh, I watched Holland's past fights. So we recorded that on Tuesday, and then as we got closer, I was looking at because everybody knows I I gamble a little on the fights. I put my little onesies down, so I was like, let me put a little. I hadn't I haven't gambled in a minute, so I uh, was looking at odds, and and I said, let me let me do some research on some of these fights. And I always have to submit every week, not just for the pay-per-views, but I always have to submit every every event to SureDog anyway. So I do some homework. And I, I, I noticed that Holland spends a lot in all his fights, even the ones he won, the Jacare one that I that I mentioned last week, you know, he was on his back. You know, he gets put on his back a lot. And um when I saw that, I was like, well, I, you know, I was like, Brunson's not Jacare. Brunson's kind of like a a better wrestler, not a jiu-jitsu guy. Jiu-jitsu guys tend to sit back if they're in someone's guard, which which is kind of how he got dropped by uh, Holland. So I wound up putting uh, money on Brunson to win by decision. I kind of changed my tune later in the week. It was plus 350 for on uh, DraftKings for Brunson to win by decision. So made a little made a little couple of bucks off of <laughs> Mr. Brunson. So thank you. Thank you, sir, for hooking it up. That's, that'll buy me a... Uh, one light beer. <laughs> the plus three fifty on a decision was a was. I wish I would have seen that number. That was that's actually they're lucky. Somebody, I mean, I don't know. Somebody might have scored a lot of money on that. that yeah, that I never bet a lot. I don't have a lot, so I can't yeah, bet a lot. Yeah, no, I, I understand, yeah. but I'm just saying that that seems like odds for for a big time gambler. That's oh yeah, anything over plus two hundred, I think, is like worth worth uh you know throwing down on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big win for Brunson. He continues to move up. I mean, I think now he's kind of inserting himself, uh, into the middleweight title shot picture. Uh, 
lot lot going on there with Costa's issues and um, you know so uh, maybe Cannoneer, uh could be somebody somebody like that could be next up for Brunson but big wind Holland needs to just uh, figure out some uh, wrestling defense and uh, yeah I mean he can still be pretty pretty dangerous opponent for the rest of his career I saw a lot of comments about you know the thing is. Uh, I mean, he's a young guy, so I think he's, you know, you, if you watch all the little featurettes and stuff, like, I like the one where he talked about Kung Fu and stuff like that. But then, you know, you saw, you see the one with him, like, like showing off all the sneakers he's buying and all that stuff. Um, but a lot of the comments I saw, I mean, he's, I, I think he's in a weird situation because if you remember how he got into the UFC, he initially didn't get into the UFC. He got called because he needed a last minute replacement for uh, Tiago Santos. And again, he lost by decision. He lost by decision in that fight on short notice, and then he lost to Brunson by decision too. I think uh, he just needs—he probably needs to change uh, fight camps because it seems like he's surrounded by yes men that kind of like just okay, this is what he does, and you know what I mean. But um, I don't know. He just needs to to the talking thing is good because it obviously caught the eye of enough people in the UFC that he wound up there anyway. And, you know, that's all we saw f- leading up to it. He main evented, right? Yeah. On the ESPN oh, yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, yeah. so I, I think he just needs to learn. I mean, I'm sure he'll learn this. It looks like he's kind of learning it based on what he's been putting on social. Like maybe he just needs to recognize this is cool fight week. Maybe if I'm winning the fight, but maybe I, when I, if when things are, are going south, I really need to shut up and focus because Again, I mean, when he loses, he loses by decision. It's not like he's getting knocked down and submitted. So, no. I mean, I, I, th- I think, you know, he has room for growth, but we all know the UFC's uh, patience won't allow for that if, if uh, um, you know, if too many losses come in a row that way. Yeah, yeah, because eventually then his talking gets old if he's not backing it up. So mm-hmm. and, and and people won't fall for it anymore. But yeah. like I said, big win for Brunson, uh big win for Max Griffin in the co main event, knockout win over uh Kenan Keenan Song or uh, Song Kenan. Um Adrian Yanez, one of the big prospects. Uh he picked up another uh knockout win and uh also a knockout win for Tai Tuivasa. Uh, on the prelims uh, over really an outmatched opponent uh, that he blasted out seconds into the first round. So that's pretty much the UFC card. Um, like I said, Holland moves on, or I'm sorry, Brunson moves up. We'll see where he goes from there. Uh, the Friday night before the UFC, uh, BKFC held their, uh, I guess technically their 17th event, uh, considered we had Knuckle Mania, but it was BKFC 16. Um, not going to do too much, but uh, of note, uh, the inaugural heavyweight champion uh, returned to Arnold Adams, and he picked up a first-round knockout over uh, Bobo Bannon. Uh, Reggie Barnett Jr. picked up, uh, you know, it, not an upset per se because he's uh, so good in BKFC. He actually uh, tied, got six wins, so he's the all-time leader in wins for the organization. But he picked, uh, he took out Demarcus uh, Chop Chop Corley, former uh, boxer. Uh, who most people I think thought would uh, would hold himself. Uh, Corley actually quit on the stool uh, between the fourth and fifth round, was, which was probably the biggest shock. Uh, then that set us up for the main event. Leonard Garcia, the longtime WEC UFC, uh, you know, just living, you know, breathing uh, highlight film, 
uh, picked up a uh, unanimous decision win and a dominant performance over Joe Elmore. Uh, not not a title fight, but basically solidifying him currently as the number one ranked fighter at that weight class. With that, Leonard Garcia's contract ended, and he announced his retirement. Uh, I'm assuming from all contact or combat sports, but uh, he is walking away from BKFC uh, on a big win and uh, over a highly ranked opponent. So uh, real good for Leonard Garcia. Happy to see uh, he's doing well and uh, seems to have a real good relationship with them. And it seems like the contract worked out well. So uh, Leonard Garcia picks up a main event win. Also during the broadcast, they announced April 30th will be BKFC 17. That'll be Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, heavyweights uh, in the title fight, or I'm sorry, heavyweights in the main event, um, which uh, which should be some banging action, which I look to get out there for. So uh, that's BKFC's update. Um, and as always, uh, if anybody wants to check it out, uh, the BKFC app is like $3.99, uh, probably one of the better deals in all of combat sports uh, currently, in my opinion. So that's BKFC. That moves us now towards this week uh, where we have a... Uh, well, actually, some other news before we get into to this. It uh, looks like Gordon Ryan signed with one one fighting championship. Uh, yeah, that's not which, really. He, no, he kind of he, he he derailed news, his but... own he derailed his own news because uh, Chaudhry announced that it was going to be MMA and grappling, and then he said on his own Instagram, Gordon Ryan said, like he's doing grappling. He's focusing on ADC twenty twenty two or whichever. Okay. Yeah, so, and he was like, MMA is on the table. It's not what I'm going to be doing. So. That was kind of uh, like a non-event. Okay. Well, then that's a big waste of time. And then, um, and then the UFC announced the next lightweight title fight. Uh, we were thinking maybe Chandler Gagey. We end up with Ch- Chandler versus Oliveira. Um, outstanding fight. Uh, I, I know you have uh, strong feelings that you, you feel Gagey uh, was getting stepped over. Um, well, I mean, they always leave him in the, hanging in the lurch. I mean, they did it when they with the two bookings of the Ferguson fight. He was the last one to find out about it, and it looks like based on his own social media, he was the last one to find out about this because he tweeted out he thought he was training to fight Michael Chandler on May fifteenth. Which, when we talked about it last week with Doc Lucas, I was in love with that fight, and then literally the next day is when that news broke, or the next day or that following Thursday, and it was just like, okay, well. You know, and and apparently he found out the same way everyone else found out on the same way he seems to find out all of his own news. And I was just like, wow. So the number two guy doesn't have a fight. Number one, so the uh, Poirier is number one, and McGregor number six have a fight already booked. And then you have, uh, you know, Chandler Oliveira. Again, I like Michael Chandler. I like Oliveira. I don't mind that fight, but I really would have liked to see Justin Gaethje fight again. I, I like the fact that we're getting guys on uh, winning streaks fighting. Uh, I think Gagey fighting for the title off of a loss w- would be awesome if Gagey was the champion, but if he loses again, mm. that really sets him back. I, I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. I because I think now he fight, he gets another no. fight um, and then he, and then he, and then he probably gets a title fight. Now what really screws him up though, is the fact that you have Poirier and McGregor, mm basically kind of on the other side of a bracket now. So that's where Gagey's kind of left out because I don't think there's many people that think that the winner of Oliveira Chandler is likely probably going to fight the winner of McGregor and Poirier. Uh, yeah. Depending and, on when that they, goes down. Are they going to try to have him be a backup for any of these fights, which is, it's like, it's, it's almost like, you know, 
you better throw him some real money if, if that's if you're gonna treat him the way you treated Chandler when he was back up for Khabib and Gaethje. You know what I mean? Like you better throw him some real. I I think that's the only thing that will make him agree to it. Um, unless he's really itching to fight. I I don't know Gaethje all that well outside. I mean, I followed his career from all the way up through WSOF and stuff, so I know him as from watching his fights and his history and stuff. But I don't know him. I don't know him. Uh, he doesn't do many interviews and stuff like that. So. Um, but, I don't but think from what that, I've seen, yeah. he's he's not somebody that that uh, sits well with a lot of the decisions the UFC makes. Yeah, he's definitely uh, someone who's not afraid to speak his mind. I don't see him being an, an alternate for these fights. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think that he he's going to motivate himself enough to cut weight to not fight. Uh, you always feel with Gagey like his release is getting finally in that cage and mm. and exploding on somebody and to do go through the training, go through the weight cut uh, to be denied essentially on fight day uh, i don't see him I, i'd be surprised if he did that like you said unless they you know go hey here's here's 100k just be ready you know mm-hmm. something like that might change somebody's mind but uh i i think he if i if he's smart he's not he's only a fight away from a title. really he's one win away from a title shot now that title shot might be nine months off after that fight but he really moves himself into the into the order of, of it so but i'm just curious who's gonna fight because you got uh ferguson and, and dariush fighting um it's really it, you know it, it's really interesting to see how, how they what they're gonna do with him so i mean I, I know when he voiced his his concern about what was happening rafael dos Santos was like you know i'll i'll you and i could do something and but i mean i was i think dos Santos is number seven so i don't know if gaethje wants to risk his his number two spot you know what i mean so that's we'll a dangerous. See. That's a dangerous fight to, yeah. to risk that on. That's for exactly, sure. Exactly. Exactly. So you know. Um, so yeah, interesting, but but regardless, May fifteenth looks like it's uh, is it sixty three? I guess it, it will be UFC two sixty three. So um, looks like that's going to be in Houston, Texas, at the Toyota Center. Um, and uh, also, quick of note for any fans going out to Jacksonville for UFC 261, those tickets start to go on sale tomorrow through pre-sales. So uh, keep an eye out for ways to get codes on that. Uh, okay, so now that brings us to the pay-per-view this week and UFC 260. Stipe Miocic. Uh, how, how did Joey Diaz say it? Uh, Stiomich or Stiopich. Stiopich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou, the rematch. Uh, first time they fought, uh, Stipe ran the uh, ran the rounds, basically five rounds to none. Yeah. Although he did take some shots. Uh, and oh, that's what I wanted to check. Uh, just wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I'm wondering where is here we go UFC because I saw someone say it. I haven't seen. Why isn't this loading? I'm trying to see odds because it looks like they have Steepy as the underdog again, even though he won. He the is last the underdog. Time. He's like plus one twenty. Wow. Okay. Hey, good I, for I, us then. Yeah, potentially, <laughs> you know, it's not the three fifty odds. Yeah, um, I, just, I just gave away my pick with my comment, but you know, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, you know, the overall card so so one of the prelims we get. Uh, a previously canceled matchup. I know that right in the center of the screen, there's a fight you you talked about in the past. Julian Robertson, Miranda Maverick uh, should be an interesting uh, women's MMA bout or MMA bout in general uh, for the women's flyweight division. Um, is that 
the main card or does the UFC have it? How do they have it divided on there? Oh, this is the main card. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So <laughs> it looks to me, I guess that the one, two, three. so we have a six fight main card. I'm pretty sure one of these guys is getting bumped down. Yeah. I have well, no I, idea. They, I mean, when I looked yesterday, it was only four. So who knows what they're doing? Cause it was supposed to be, they announced during last weekend's broadcast, you know, everyone knows by now that Volkanovsky and Ortega were supposed to be co-main on this. So I guess this is what they're doing to kind of justify uh, the cost of the pay-per-view. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Tapology has it totally different. They have Alonzo Menfield and William Knight on the main card. So we'll go mm. with what the UFC has right now, even though that has tended to not be uh, all that great. Yeah, we use their website for the visuals because it looks good. But other yeah, than that, it looks uh... good, but the numbers don't <laughs> often make sense. Yeah. So going off of that, then let's look at the top uh, four fights. Let's say uh, starting with Sean O'Malley, Thomas Almeida. Uh, O'Malley coming off of the loss to, to Marlon Vera. Uh, Thomas Almeida hasn't been on the the best run of his career. Um, he's actually on a three-fight losing streak, um, but losses to, to some top top competition. Um, I don't see anything in this fight but pure violence, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see how this just doesn't turn into a striking war. Um, I uh, I think uh, if I looked at the odds, I imagine that uh, that uh, let's see if I can pull up the odds real quick. I imagine they they got um, O'Malley at a heck of a favorite. Mm. So let's see here, uh, betting odds. Uh, yeah, they have O'Malley right now as a uh, minus three twenty favorite. So basically a three to one favorite, two, plus two forty for Almeida. Mm. I'm actually going to go out of the box. I think O'Malley is slightly overrated. I think his grappling's actually. Uh, probably one of his stronger suits, but I don't necessarily see him using in this fight. Uh, I think Almeida's gonna gonna hurt him. I think he's gonna hit him with something. Um, keep in mind, this is also uh, O'Malley coming off of his first loss of his career, so we'll find out where he is mentally. And uh, I think yeah. many, many of us can question where he is mentally almost on a daily basis. So mm. we'll have to see how he shows up to the fight. But I, I'm gonna go off the board and uh, and I'm gonna take Almeida uh, by like second round TKO. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I kind of want to agree with you, but based on what I remember of o- how O'Malley fights, again, this will be the this will be the event that we see where he's at mentally. But you know, he's he's a uh, he's got that ectomorph build, and he's not a bad martial artist. Otherwise, um, outside of his antics and stuff like that, so I, I feel like if 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 uh, the loss hasn't really messed with him. Um, maybe he can get back on the horse here. Does have a height and reach advantage. Um, so I kind of tend to to side with the uh, younger, more athletic ectomorph. Oh, I don't know about younger, but is there, is there ages on here? It doesn't matter. But, you know, I just feel like uh, it, I think he can come back and get back in the win column. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I just think the thing with Almeida for me is that a lot of it, because at one point he was 20 and 0. Mm-hmm. So he's he's had a tough run, but when you've got losses to Cody Garbrandt, Jimmy Rivera, and Rob Font um, on that on three of those four losses, I just can't help but almost think that all three of those guys, maybe with the exception of Rivera, but I'd take Rob Font and Cody Garbrandt over Sean O'Malley. So mm-hmm. you know it, the the four losses is a little deceptive when you're losing to to top you know seven eight ranked competition. His last loss to Jonathan Martinez uh, is a little s- surprising, but. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't. I think it's going to be a heck of a fight. I think it's going to be fireworks either way. Hmm. Um, so we did lose the the initial co-main event of uh, Ortega and Volkanovski, the title fight. Uh, currently, that moves up Tyron Woodley uh, versus Vicente Luque. Uh, Woodley on a uh, deep spiral, really, at this point. Um, can, uh, since his win over Darren Till, he's now uh, lost three opponents. But again, <laughs> but again, he's lost to Usman, Burns, and Covington. So arguably one, two, and three in the uh, in the welterweight division. So it's hard to keep this. This fight will probably tell the story of if Woodley is completely washed or yeah. if he's really just like the fourth or fifth best welterweight in the world. Um, Luke on a two fight winning streak. Uh, following his uh, it being dismantled basically by Stephen Thompson. Um, man, I would like to also check. Let me see what the odds on this one right now are. Currently, wow, they have uh, Woodley's an underdog <laughs> plus two hundred, minus two sixty for Vicente Luque. Mm. Uh, uh, I think Luque. Uh, gosh, can he knock out Tyron Woodley? I feel like if it goes to decision, I almost lean Woodley. But if it, if it's gonna bang out, with that said, I'm gonna go with Woodley. I think he's gonna. Mm. I think I think he's up against the wall. His career's on the line, and I think he I think he figures out a way to do it. I I, I just don't see him necessarily getting knocked out. No, um, I don't see him getting finished. But I don't see. I just feel like his focus is is not there anymore. He seems to have his. Hey, I saw another movie that he had a cameo in just not that too long ago. So it's just like, I mean, which is great. You you want these fighters to use the platform to get other experiences. He's already been a champion. You know, he's 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 done enough in the sport that if he wants to pursue other other things. But as we know in this in this game at this level, you know, if you're if this isn't your one focus, then you know maybe it's time to uh, start. I mean, you know, you're going to start falling down on the card. You're not going to be the main event. You know, like you said, initially he wasn't the co- even the co-main. Um, so it's 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 just to me, I, I don't see that focus. He definitely has the ability. I mean, he certainly will whip my ass and your ass. But I'm just like, you know, maybe it's just not there at at this level anymore. Um, again, I don't see him getting finished. But uh, if he picks up another loss by decision, then that that'll be he's just going to underline where what what I'm thinking. I mean, I hope he wins. I do like him, but um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I just we'll find out. Like I said, his losses are to the top of the top of the food chain. So this, like I said, this is going to be the one that's going to tell the story. I just, I, I don't. I, if he's not there mentally, then he really this hopefully is his last fight, at least in the mm-hmm. UFC. I don't know anybody who'd pick him up if he's mentally not in the game. Um, but you know, there is you know, and I don't know if he move, would be willing to go to a Bellator or a PFL or something. Uh, but. It, it, we'll see. It's all on the line. It's a, a good fight. I, I don't agree with the odds. I think those are too uh, too far apart. But uh, should be an interesting fight. Uh, shame it's not you know th- third fight of the main card, and, and now it has to be the co-main event. That brings us to the big heavyweight fight that people have been asking about for a uh, for a little while now. Uh, despite the results of the first fight, uh, which saw which saw Stipe uh, dominate. 20, well, I don't want to go off the records on the UFC, uh, but it does look accurate with topology. So it looks like we're 20 and 3, Steve Amiosic. 15 and 3, Francis Ngannou. Uh, why don't you give me your take on this fight first? I think you hinted at it earlier, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I 
find it weird that Stipe keeps con- being the underdog in almost all his fights. With the, against Cormier, I understood it because Cormier is uh, is um, you know had beaten him, had beaten him, and, and plus he's he's beaten other people and the former Olympian. You can never count folks that come from the path that Cormier came into the sport out, and any, especially in combat sports, whether it be boxing or MMA. But um, uh, I just feel like people don't. Gives, I mean, everyone's falling again. Like, you're seeing it in the marketing too, again, with the power of Ningano. So, of course, and yes, he does have the puncher's chance, he could certainly knock out Stipe again. But I just feel like Stipe's just smarter. He's going to, he'll probably look to do the same thing he did the first time, if probably better at it. And, um, I mean, we've seen, and we've one thing about the, the two fights with Cormier, we saw that that not only is he does he come in with smart plans against his opponent he'll adjust, you know, during the fight like he did against in the rematch with Cormier. Uh, if, if he gets in trouble here, I think he could, he'll find something, you know, he's very, he's smarter. It's the reason why he's defended the title as many times as he had when he has it. It's because he's, he's, he's not, he's an intelligent fighter. So I feel like he shouldn't be the underdog. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same thing as the first fight. Yeah. I mean, he has the blueprint, you know, that's the thing, but, Obviously, the heavy hands on Ganu is always a dangerous, especially with the confidence that he's mm-hmm. built up over the last, you know, year and a half. Uh, even though it's only been, you know, seconds every fight, he's uh, he's just continually rampaged through everybody. But with that said, I got to go with you on this. Uh, I the first fight was so definitive; it's hard to to sway uh, who I would be picking. Uh, I got to go with Miosic. I guess my only question is again, like where all these guys are at mentally right now. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's been such layoffs for some of these guys. And uh, so I'm just curious to see more where that's at. Um, but I got to go uh, with Miosic. I, yeah. I, I just, you know, I'd love to see Nganu win. Talk about it. You know, that heavyweight division would become fireworks if we just had a big puncher not necessarily the most skilled fighter per se mm. we just had somebody you know we basically had a modern day tank abbott running the top of the you know heavyweight division would be kind of a be a fun fun thing because yeah. you, know, you know every title fight would and, just and be they know that chaos. too yeah they know that too that's why they're marketing it the way that they're marketing it because that's exactly what will happen if, if he gets the belt you know, and then especially with John Jones migrating into heavyweight, you know, there's a lot of fun fights to make there, especially with inserting him into that mix. But I just feel like what we're what we're might be in tune for is, uh, you know, I I see Miocic probably doing a lot of footwork, maybe trying to counter punch, but not really standing in front of him for at least the first two three rounds because you know the uh, you know, with the the size of Ingano and you know the the air he's going to need to 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 stay mobile. That's the thing. Like he, Miocic is a heavyweight, but he's a very like athletic heavyweight. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like he can he can as we go into the, if it goes into the championship rounds, that's where Miocic is really going to capitalize. So he might even give up. I wouldn't be surprised if he gives up around like the second or third round, or or maybe even the first round to try to get the last three on the scorecards. Like like then the, that's where Miocic is like as as someone that lays out plans to win fights. You know, if he can't finish him, then he's not going to look to finish him. He'll he'll look to to make him take him into deep water. So I feel like that's what we're going to see. Um, people might not like it, but I mean, I'm always a fan of uh, you know the the game of chess that happens on in martial arts. So 
yeah, if he's able to do what he did in the first fight, then that's that's tremendous. Like mm-hmm. you said, gamesmanship, and that's you know that's. I don't. I don't. I, I tend to disagree on him being able to. I don't think Francis Ngannou is somebody you give a round away to, considering one punch finishes you. I think Stipe's got to be on his balls of his feet from the very first second of that fight to the last second. Mm-hmm. And I think if he's smart, he he just because the thing with Ngannou is he swings so wildly that all he's got to do is catch you with anything. It doesn't even have to be really. He can he can kind of close his eyes and just swing his yeah. fists. And if you run into any part of his arm, you're going to be in trouble. So. Yeah. Um, I, I see I see Stipe having to keep kind of the pressure on Nganu. I think the, the, the key is not letting Francis come forward on you because mm-hmm. if he comes forward on you, then he steamrolls you um, mm-hmm. and he's not afraid. Just, you know, and maybe maybe Miosic can do kind of what he did to Verdun and kind of counter something um, and, and really change the momentum. But honestly, I see him, you know, going for a takedown and. and and working that as well, much as possible. I don't know if he's going to try that right out the big gate because it looks like folks tried that, and and it seems like Ngano trained for that. If you look at his, especially if you look at his most recent finishes, he it's all people attempting to snatch up or go for some sort of takedown, and it's all been like a, a low, uh-huh. you know, a low a low shot behind the ear or on the chin. So he's, I feel like he's been training for that, and I think maybe maybe Stipe is probably aware of it. That's what. That's why I see him trying to fatigue him early, and then then we'll see that later. But I mean, well, I mean, who knows? I mean, again, well, the puncher's chance is, is the reason why knockouts are so popular, right? Like if he lands one of these Ngannou force punches, you know, and Miel just doesn't see it, then the fight's over, and and you know, we, we, we I, get to I, see that. I mean, I just I can't. I'm trying to. I guess John Jones is probably the one that they would be next in line, which. Kind of, you know, is even though it's a great fight, it, the idea of Ninganu with some of those big heavy swingers up there is just uh, would be would be fun. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, Spark Yuri. I don't Ngannou even know if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That that have to be some uh, AJ McKee shit to pull that off. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's uh, it's pay per view, so this is pay per view. Uh, speaking of pay per views, when we when we interviewed uh, Mason Icobellis a couple weeks back. Uh, we initially thought that XFC Young Guns was going to be on NBC Sports Network. I'm no longer seeing that. It appears that uh, XFC Young Guns is now also on Saturday on pay-per-view on Fight uh, the Fight app. Looks like it's $9.99. Uh, looks like the prelims are also free. So, um, you know, disappointing to see that they're, they're trying to add a, a price point to that when uh, it seemed like we had a good thing going with uh, NBC Sports. Uh, but um, – I, I urge any fans who are interested in, in learning about the up and coming guys, Austin Bashy, Mason Ecobellis, uh, should be a hell of a co main event uh, for that for that uh, card. Uh, XFC, also Christine, yeah, Williams, the Warhols, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's still a good. I mean, uh, for folks that listen to this show, and um, you know, we spoke with Bobby Nash. It was supposed to be uh, forty four, and then the you know Bobby Nash let us know what was happening with their travel. You know, fighters trying to. Parts almost half the other brackets Canadian, I guess, and and they can't get the the welter the welterweight lightweight tournament moving forward. So they're now they're doing a full Young Guns card, which is not for nothing. It's one of the things I like is, is they're trying everything over there at the XFC. So, um, but you know Mason, who's been on the show uh, three four times already. I mean, I'm just really excited to. So if you can catch it, try to catch it if you can, especially if you're a fan of the podcast. Um, you know, we followed Mason through his amateur going to pro and um this is kind of like a 
this will be a, a stepping stone for him to really get his name out there. Um, if you want to do, he's fighting Austin Bashy, who's kind of like the guy, the the kid that they're pushing. But uh, I mean, I don't mind making a pick for this one fight. I haven't looked at the the entire card, um, but for for that fight, I I, I think uh, Mason's going to let folks know who Big Daddy Mace is, just because uh, I think he's just uh, teach. Obviously, he trains with with fight, you know, Dan Henderson's gym and stuff like that. Um, I just think he's uh, he might he he might be getting overlooked here, so. I, I see him winning. Yeah, I look forward to that fight. And, uh, I'm going to try to catch that on Saturday uh, in between the, the UFC bouts. So It'll wind up on their YouTube channel anyway. If, even if you miss it, they, they're, def- they're good about putting stuff on their YouTube channel right away. Yeah, and if you've bought stuff from Fight in the past, you might have credits. If you've got 10 credits, mm-hmm. it might be something worth dumping into uh, for an event. It does look like there are some good fights besides that one on the card. Pretty much wraps us up for this week. Um you know, big pay-per-view, uh, XFC, Young Guns. Um, check out that news and uh, check out our podcast at allaccessmma.com. You can always follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. Uh, look forward to the pay-per-view heavyweight fight. Uh world seems right when we got a heavyweight championship fight going so uh look forward to talking to you about that next weekend cool see you good night hey guys ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay per view breakdown or two. Thanks again. <laughs>